Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Don't Be Mad podcast. It's Tuesday evening, kicking it with my homies, Jamali, Jason. We can't introduce yourself no more? Oh, you were on your phone, <laughs> so I wasn't sure how busy you were, you know? Like, Damn. usually I like to see the engagement, you know what I'm saying? But, wow. like, you heard, like, we were live and you didn't even look up. Well, thank you, Matthew, for having me on your show. Oh, man, I'm so grateful to, to have Jamali you Jamali is hurt right now. <laughs> No, introduce yourself, brother. You know, I'm just playing with you. No, no, keep going. You're, you're ahead of yourself. Keep going. Oh, don't say it like that. We just kicking it. <laughs> oh, man. So it's another week. It's been a little bit of a slow burn. How's your guys' week been? How's the mental health? You see, this is why week, I introduced man. you because you're not even like looking out. He's looking at the page, looking at stuff with LeBron. That's why. Dude, Jesus talk Christ. about me how I can. I don't even go on Kobe's Instagram, but this dude's on LeBron's Instagram. <laughs> Anyways, okay, there you go. Can't even show his phone because then I'm right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> as I was saying, it was a good week. Uh, I can't wait for this week to be over. Yeah, I mean, how come? Yo, I just like weekends, man. I mean, who doesn't? That's and plus, we got a long weekend coming up. You know, Labor Day weekend. Yep. Got anything special planned or just uh, using it to zen out? No, nah, just working. That's all. Shit. Working on the long weekend? That sucks. Don't work Never too hard. Never stop man. working, man. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's good to have yourself a little break, you know, get yourself a little recharge. Oh, yeah. I do do that. I'm going to sleep in. Is he still looking at LeBron? <laughs> no, he's looking at uh, something with Jay-Z now. <laughs> I see two, everything, uh, Jamal. His two parents. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jason? Oh, How's your week? Oh, How's your mental health? I'm good, man. Guy. I can't complain. I'm just uh, chilling. Mental health is always perfect. So I don't know about always perfect, but okay. Yeah, well, you have to hey, say, man, if he's feeling good, he's feeling good, man. I'm, I'm happy for him. Dude, I'm not bouncing off the walls or anything, dog. Relax. <laughs> not that we know. I mean, it's still Tuesday. You know, it's not like when you had when we were recording on Friday, you had that Friday energy. You know, it's a bit different on a Tuesday. Yeah, you're active because you know we just finished working, going back to work the next day. Yeah, man. So. So I'm, I'm just right. trying to keep it mellow, you know? Got any plans for the long weekend? No plans, man. Nah, I man. have no plans whatsoever. Just uh, probably relax, chill. See the missus? Yeah, me too. That's, that's a good thing to do, man. If you yeah. say so. Wow. <laughs> hey, man, I, I see her every day, so if you say, if I you say so, it would be, what? I don't know. <laughs> wow, this guy said, if you say so. Is that saying, that, is that saying something bad, though? Well, kind of. It insinuated that if you think it's good, then so be Listen, it. Listen, Jamal, I'm not in control of your thoughts. <laughs> I just said what I said. I don't I have said. any thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying exactly what you said and how, it could, and how it's interpreted by most. Well, you interpret it. I just, let's make specifics here. Specifics. Bro, you know that sounded wrong. Hey, look, I'm <laughs> not here to pass judgment on anything, man. There you Bro, go. if you think it's a good idea, I guess it is. That's what you. Hey, that's exactly. Jamal, let, let Jamal, let, that's Jamal. exactly what you said. You know you're gonna have to answer it tonight anyway. So I don't know why you're trying to act like a big man. <laughs> Calm yourself. Okay. You, um, cool. Yep. <laughs> so for me, man, I had a nice weekend out with. Don't uh, ask you. I'm telling you, okay, <laughs> Jesus, Jamali. Look, if you could pry yourself away from the phone and engage with us, you'd understand we have a little thing going here. <laughs> you have a little thing going. No one got nothing with you going. Go ahead. Look at this. So aggressive out the gate. I don't get it. Anyways, um, I had a nice weekend that just passed. You know, was uh, had a nice little chalet getaway with the boys for our fantasy football league. It was good fun, good drunken fun. No, I think I got a decent team. We'll see how it goes. That's for the long weekend coming up. Nothing major planned, but 
you know, something's going to pop up last minute. I know there's like a beer fest that's supposed to happen, so I'll probably go to that with beer a couple fest? people. Yeah, you know, like uh, they always have like all the Quebec breweries and everything come together, a few from Ontario as well, and they just show oh, wow. off like the new products and stuff like that. I'm not really big on beer, so like I usually go for like the ciders, so see what new ciders are coming. Beer's good, man. Beer fest is always good. I remember, um, what's that place? Uh, you know, Beer Market. Yeah. They took out a whole bunch of international beers and like from the States, from everywhere. So now it's just like, it's all local brewers from like Quebec and stuff. Who wants to go there now? Because I wanted to try every time I go hey, there. Man, so you gotta support that's a the good local, thing, man. man. You that gotta support local business. Yeah, but the business, the the beer market itself is not a local thing. It's all over Canada. They have these stuff. And mm. my thing is like every time I go to there, I try something new. So I would have like four drinks, four beers, every time. And the next night, next time I go, I'm having another four different kind of beers. There's always a different choice. Now it's like limited to what you can yeah. have all the time. Like I feel like that that would only be a problem if they really like they took a bunch out and didn't replace it with like other exactly. like across Canada breweries. It's like if you could get stuff from BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, then it'd be good. But nah, if it's like just like all right, forty percent of the stock is out and what was there before is just there and yeah, yeah that's, that's kinda shit. That's what it is right now. I would hope they at least at the very least add more like Canadian and local stuff, but I mean I, I don't really go there so No nah, bro, neither have I. I only pass by. <laughs> we pass by. No, it's true. I just passed by. I never went inside. It's nice. It's a nice place. A nice little restaurant and everything like that. Not yeah. beer is not the, like the biggest highlight there anymore. Now it's the food is pretty good. It's it's not yeah, bad I think I've at all. Been like maybe once or twice, but like back when like it had first first opened. So like I remember like the long list of what they had. Yep. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Like if anybody knows those people that uh, own the spot, tell them to put more Canadian stock in there. You know, if if you're gonna take away all the international stuff, at least give us some good domestic and some good national stuff. You know, highlight yeah. what we have here at the very least, really? especially like from like the smaller breweries that people would literally not be able to go to unless they were in those areas. Yeah, just it's the smart thing to do. Most definitely. All right. So uh, from the things we were talking about before we jumped on the mics. Where should we start? You know, like, does anybody have anything on uh, that was on the docket that they want to jump into? What happened in the news lately that we can talk about? Jamali? I mean, obviously, you got the Amazon rainforest burning. Yeah. And <laughs> well, the, the, put some context of what you think is happening in the Amazon. Rainforest. Well, let's, let's just well, say let's it as we know it. Let's talk yeah. about it as we know yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So that. for the last few weeks, the Amazon rainforest has been burning and for those... Like pretty much everybody knows, if I'm not mistaken on the numbers, it accumulates about a 20% of the oxygen that's supplied to the world. And mm -hmm. right now it's been burning for a few weeks now. The wildfires, or let me use quotations, wildfires don't seem to be coming to an end. And, you know, they just had the uh, G7 summit. And, you know, Macron, the president of France or prime minister of France, essentially decided he was going to start a campaign to get people to bring money together to help stop the the fires from happening. And the Brazil government essentially just rejected it as like colonialist mentality coming from the G7 summit and saying that they would reject the money that they want to send to them and specifically mention Macron in his uh, denial of like these fires being an issue. So, uh, well, we I mean, I don't think that? he's denying it because he clearly did state that it is a problem and that he doesn't have resources to combat the fire. I don't think he's, he's downplaying it. What the problem is, <laughs> the problem is, and we see this a lot in 
impoverished countries, when something terrible happened, the Europeans uh, or the richer nation comes in, invests money, and then all of a sudden they now control, they dictate how things are going to be done. How you know what I mean? They have they mm-hmm. gain some level of control, and I think maybe that's what he's opposing. Um, and you know what I mean? Like we see, like it's crazy because it, I was having this conversation yesterday. The church burnt down in France. Yeah, overnight, not even twenty four hours. We saw a crazy amount of people throwing a large amount of money. Well, in two days, they managed to accumulate one billion dollars. Right, and that's a church. Not a church I'm fond of. I'm going to be honest with you guys. You know how I feel about that. We had that discussion. <laughs> hey, speak your mind. Well, it's <laughs> sanctioned slavery for most who doesn't know. Fuck that place. <laughs> but this is like the earth's oxygen. Whether you're rich, poor, black, white, you need that shit. No, of course. And no one's throwing nothing towards it. Like, well, no, but here's the big issue with it outside of just the amount of money that people aren't or should be throwing at it. It's the fact that Let's say just looking at what the G7 summit was doing and them accumulating, I believe, $20 million to get some efforts down there and having the Brazilian government essentially say, we don't need your help and we don't want it. Right. There's a big belief that the reason these fires are happening is because the farmers down there who are very much in support of that Brazilian government are doing it because they want to create more farmlands. So they're literally starting these fires to clear out the rainforest so that they can have more areas that they can have farmland to be used to create more production for the country. Well, I mean, Brazil is one of the, like, for most people don't know, it's like the biggest exporter of beef, Hmm. right? Uh, So maybe everybody should go vegetarian. (laughs) We'll be (laughs) fucking happy. (laughs) I don't know, bro. Like, it's so sad. The thing, but like even that, that that to me is not even that. It's not logical that they would do that because if you're burning down all this greenery, how long does it take before that soil becomes usable no, and I agree. again? In, in an environmentalist right? way of looking at it, it doesn't make sense to do that because what it's doing to our environment, the impact it's going to have on the oxygen levels for the earth especially with everything else that's happening, you know, like the coral reef being almost wiped out at this point, which was another source of oxygen for the world. Yep. Knowing that we're literally drastically taking away from that on an environmentalist side, it's completely illogical. makes absolutely no sense. And we should be doing everything we can to make sure these fires stop from an industrialist side where you're just looking at as far as we're trying to create more space to have more industry and to create, more economy for the country and i'm not saying we as myself but like just what the country's thought is right it makes sense to wipe out this large area of space that isn't being used so that you can create more space for the farmers for industrials so that they can boost their economy through whether it's beef or other means but you know this is how this is how business and regular folk have always worked throughout the centuries in order to expand, you're going to have to destroy. Yeah. And um, it's only later that people are going to understand the ramifications of what's going on in their actions. So we all breathe the same air. 
we're going to see when everyone starts choking and everything like that. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> they're going to come up. They're going to be like, oh, now we have to do something. Same thing with global warming and people who don't believe in science. They believe God uh, turned up the dial on the sun and that's mm-hmm. why the, <laughs> you, you think I'm joking? I think that's no, a bit far. You think I'm joking, but, it, but that's yeah. what they It's think. realistic because that's recently there was pictures that were being sent out from the Arctic of how they were saying... I think it was about seven years ago, you see like pure white caps, like you could see right. like the ice and everything. And now some ice caps that they were saying were like the size of like the state of Texas, literally drained out, no longer white. You're seeing where like the actual land particles of it all. And it's getting to a point where all the, the ice and snow that's there is melting away. Right. But I mean, well, I don't know what you guys, I know Jason probably did. I don't know what you guys did out in Westmount, but they taught us about glaciation period, right? Mm. And that the earth goes through these cycles over however length of time. Maybe this is just a natural progression. That's maybe, a possibility it, too. Very much a possibility. Maybe it's not a whole pollution shit as they, they're selling it to, to us. But Maybe it's just that the earth is warming up. As and much as that is, it, there is natural progression. It's very much proven that CO2 has a major impact on the way the shift of the climate happens. It's right. undeniable that because, because of all the CO2 that we are producing from industry, from cars, from airplanes, everything, it's having major impact to the point that we're seeing these drastic changes happen where places that don't usually have droughts are going through months to years of droughts. Places that are usually extremely cold are now becoming really hot. And the ice caps that they were looking at that if it were natural progression, they were saying what well, we would have had. 30 to 50 years before two to three inches of ice would have been melted. And now it's looking more like within 10 to 12 years. Right. You know, like it's, it's more of just understanding our emissions imprint on earth and what it's actually doing. Oh, I know I, I, I'll be crazy to think that yeah. it doesn't have an impact. I, I just personally think at this point in time, irregardless of the fact, whether you believe it's God emission, natural progression, I think, when it all comes down to the fact that if just our human survival, it, it, it's important for us to address. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think something like the Amazon forest burning at the rate it's been burning. And again, this is not the first time, right? There's numerous fires that took place. And as you can see, mainstream media takes a while before to start covering these things. Mm. And I don't know. I, I can't believe local people are actually doing this. And if it is the farmers who are doing it, somebody in the high rankings of that country is getting paid out of this shit. Well, you have to think... Well, they will be. They will oh, be. No, There's go ahead, money to be, to be made out of that. Yeah, think go of ahead, it, Jason. Think of it this way. Um, you see in China, um, in certain aspects of like third world countries that are de- developing countries, um, us, we have this mentality, especially as Westerners, to say like, oh, you guys should not be doing this, blah, 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 in our developed countries. However, these countries that are developing are new. They're doing the same thing that we used to do. Mm. It's just that, and it kind of comes off as, as if we're being hypocritical, telling these countries, oh, you can't do that. You can't uh, expand your land. You can't uh, use industrial thing, blah, blah, blah. But in order to develop, but this is the same exact things that people in like Western countries were doing the whole time in order to develop or get to the part where we are. And the problem is, is that a lot of these countries, like for example, Brazil, um, parts of China, uh, India, all this stuff, they're trying to get to where we are. And we, and 
if you look at that, that's an economic threat. No one wants we like for the states. They always want to stay on top, regardless of what. This is why they spend so much on building um, weapons and mass well, military, military and everything yeah. like that. Well, I think when it that's, comes to uh, China thing. and India economically, they're pretty much at a point where they're not trying to catch up, especially because majority of the economy that they have is through export. They are what it is. They're not parody though, because yeah. as much as much as there's a lot of rich people in China, there's even more people. I remember this is a country of billions, not millions yeah. like us. And that's the thing. It's well yeah, no, the poverty level as far as like comparing like capita, yeah, there's a lot more poverty there than here. But as far as their economic standing and their ability to sustain within themselves. If like let's say they weren't getting help from other countries, can they keep their economy afloat without other countries. Absolutely. They're very much in a position, both China and India, where they're fine because, like I said, majority of the things that keep their country going is the fact that it's export. Well, when they, as soon as they, as soon as either country, China or, or India, whatever, starts surpassing the U.S. in, um, oops, in export, yeah, press them by accident, um, <laughs> when they start surpassing China in, uh, I'm uh, sorry, U.S. in export, then we can see, all oh, right. Yeah, these two economies are the ones that are really driving the world economy. Bro, they're right already now. surpassed the yeah. U.S. I think export. a lot of the trade war that's happening now between the U.S. and China is simply because there's so many more countries that are dependent on everything China is producing yeah, way than past the U.S. or even majority of the countries in the EU. Right. I think a lot but, of people. I think a lot of people now realize the power China yeah. actually holds and how they could collapse an economy. You even had recently uh, Trump mentioning. Like, there's a law that was out, I think he said in 1975 or 1977, that essentially he could stop all American com uh, companies from buying anything from China. Right. You know? And he was like, and I, he goes, I don't want to do it, but I mean, I could if I want to. I could stop them all, like, and just like that. He can't do he that. He can't technically and I say, do yeah, that. I, I, try it. I don't think anybody made any mention of the law, so I'm not even sure what that law he's trying to mention is. But yeah, right. you can't just flat out just stop everyone from getting from a single country like it wouldn't work that way but even that like china has so much holdings within the u.s currency yeah. that if they were to do that <laughs> but bringing suicide. it bringing it back to the rainforest now and then what's happening there like i said if let's say like there's no confirmation either way of like if it's just natural that these fires happen you know like it could be hot and boom it's happening or if the farmers are literally doing it the biggest concern is the fact that the Brazilian government doesn't want outside support from these countries that can literally help them. You know, I think that in itself is a bit alarming when you have nations coming together and saying, look, we want to help. We want to help you at the very least contain so that it doesn't go any it spread any further than it is. And them saying, no, we don't want your help. Like that to me is a bit concerning. That's not, that's not I concerning. I mean, when you look at certain countries, like you look at Jamaica, for example, back in the 80s with Michael Manley. When the, they needed money, they went to, to uh, the World Bank. They went mm -hmm. out to get money. And event, essentially, what that does is it sells your country to, these, to the first class countries. And they control shit to the point where, like, there's a documentary that was released a couple of years ago. They were showing how Jamaican farm or milk producers had to throw their milk away because they were no longer allowed to sell it to Jamaicans. They had to import Mm. You know, simple things as onions had to be imported. Yeah. So it's like when you take money from these countries, you're also relinquishing control 
of something. And I don't, mm. it's kind of fucked up to think that, you know, they would have these type of uh, claws, but I, I won't be surprised. No, and, and look, I'm not saying I, I think, would be and I think, honestly surprised speaking, by that either. Honestly speaking, because the rest of the world depends so much on it, it shouldn't even be a concept of wanting to go help and do this. It should be just by virtue of the fact that it's 20% of our oxygen. But you know what? We should be no. gladly turning over cash to give to them to protect that space. But you know what? I think what's going on right now is why Brazil is not um, accepting any aid. It's where the aid is coming from. So imagine you're getting aid from the U.S. The U.S. will, you know, well, we helped you with this. Um, you might owe us later on for something else. And that's how it starts. I, I mm. think that's what they're saying. They're saying that's how it starts. They're, they helped us with one little thing, and then they're going to ask to do this and ask for little things, and soon it's going to creep into people's economy. Same thing would happen in like Haiti, um, uh, recent same recent thing years. would happen in Haiti. Mm. Same thing would happen in all the Caribbean. So essentially, like the U.S. started making um, um, a popular brand that makes that sells bananas in over here. Chiquita. I think I think that's what it is. Yep. They start mass producing it. So now countries in the Caribbean can't even keep up. And produce what they're doing. So instead of Monsanto's, you have all these type of shit. That's they just a company, go, Monsanto's. Yes, yes, Monsanto's. They go in and then they do all these type of control mechanism. So they make it for they make it Good for cheaper. Brothers, they make it bigger. Huh? Well, one of them died. <laughs> they huh? died. One of them died oh, yeah, this year. I forget, yeah, that's one, a one, direct connection of the Koch brothers. Right, Monsanto. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, that's that's the thing. What happens is they produce more, they build more. Then after, instead of you exporting your stuff, you have to buy from them because you yeah. can't keep up. And it, it sucks for a lot of these developing countries. So that's why I can understand if that's the case, why Brazil's not accepting any, any aid from these, uh, these places. And I, don't, I do believe the fires are intentional. There's no, no way about it. I just, that's just my inclination. I, like, I mean, I watched a couple of videos uh, of people, you know, reporting back. Like, these are people's houses getting burnt down, like, you know, animals, the ecosystem is going to yeah. change because of this. The amount of animals that are being displaced as a result of this is... Displaced, killed. There's species killed, that's yeah, going to be wiped out. Because essentially, yeah, you're going to have species that are get wiped out or endangered, but then you're going to have the ones that are managing to get away from the fires, and right. now they're going to be displaced and put in ecosystems that they're not natural to. It's not even that. They're going to be displaced and moved into the cities, and they're going to die in the cities, getting run over by cars, hit well, by... Well, yeah, everything. they're not used no, to that's those what I mean. Like it, yeah. It's a matter of, like, once you take them out of their ecosystem, put them elsewhere... Or force them to. it, The shift that it's going to have in those areas... Drastic. Yeah, it's... Beyond just a few of them dying or majority of them dying, them being there is going to change the ecosystem completely. I just think like naturally, like I feel like since the rest of the world depends on this place, it shouldn't be no questions of of anything. We should this should have been already, you know, it's protected and countries like Canada, the US, the EU, this should be pouring money from before yeah. all of this. Um, and like I said, I'm sure it's a the, the reason why he's probably turning on their aid is for control. And that's the thing, like they they could essentially have came together weeks ago and decided to pour in money, but if they're not going to accept it, what are you going to do? Yeah, but I think I think one thing is is like that money needs to be given to Brazil without like any like sort of strings attached. Other than the fact that, you know, we need to make sure that it's used for the purpose of whether replenishing the rainforest, whether, you know, just obviously stopping the fires first and foremost. Um, and it shouldn't, there should be nothing attached to it. 
Hey, Jamal, you're talking no, no, too and, much and sense. But like, I, I get you what? saying like there should be nothing attached to it. But what I'm more saying is if the Brazilian government is looking at any funds coming from any other nation and saying, no, we don't want it, regardless of if there's strings attached or not, there's nothing we can do at this point, which is essentially. I, I, but I don't think looking. he's refusing money that has zero strings attached. I think what he's refusing. Well, no, is because the, before like an amount was even mentioned of what was going to be sent, Macron, like the French government were the ones who were like, we need to figure out a way to like stop this from happening. And right away they were like, we don't want you coming over here. I'm having a hard like time believing that because up. I've read reports where he clearly says we don't have the means to stop this. This is beyond our control. So for me personally, if I'm putting myself in his shoe, that's a statement that that screams help to the rest of the world. And if at any point you're in that dire situation, you're refusing help, is because the other end of that deal is not feasible, right? Mm. And we see how it is. Like with uh, with Germany helping Haiti, Haiti is indebted to them with that whole earthquake situation. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to take your money. Yeah, we're going to stop this, but then I'm indebted to you or you have control over land that technically you shouldn't have. And at the end of the day, we all need this space, oh, you know, to exist for us to, for our basic survival. Well, hopefully they get something done, man. Yep, yep. Next topic. What do you want to do next? Dave Chappelle? Nah, bro. No, we can leave Dave Chappelle for after. We can leave yeah, Dave we can do it after, after yeah, yeah. since you didn't see it yet. Yeah, I didn't see it. We could leave it for next week. Let me watch it first. <laughs> you got to wait a week? Bro, I've been waiting months for y'all to watch shit that I want to talk about. Yeah, you want us to be traumatized I, I, and in no, pain. No, I personally don't like seeing stuff that already happened. I don't like going to the movies, seeing stupid stuff like Especially selling. if I know it's traumatic. No. It's not even about traumatic. Like, I think, like, that idea of, like... To you. No, it's it, the point is to have a conversation about it. The point is, is, like, we watch traumatic shit over and over and over again. I think as uh, this generation or the time we live in, it's so real, it's so prevalent that it's like, oh, wait, I don't want to wa- voluntarily put myself through it. But I think it's an important part of history, and I think it's something that we should watch. No, my, my, my only complaint when it comes to stuff like that, like, when, when stuff happened in reality, and I know what happened, like, I don't need to relive something that I know already happened. It was wrong, and, and that's all I need. To, I don't need to see a whole production behind it. Same For thing, those of you who are probably wondering what we're talking about, Sully's we're talking about stuff. the... Uh, as they see us, the when Ava they Duvernay. See us. When, when they, they see us, the Ava Duvernay uh, miniseries on the Central Park Five. Yes, I think it was, it's a healthy discussion to have. I don't think it's bad. I'm not saying the discussion itself isn't healthier. I'm just talking about specifically watching that miniseries. I'd rather not. Okay. Look, Jamali, I'll do you a favor. I will take a look at it. Just to do you a favor, I will take a look. I at it. I don't want you to do me a favor. Then I won't look at it. You can watch <laughs> it if you simple, want. Like I don't give a shit. You can't have it both ways, Jamal. <laughs> yeah, I'm not he's looking for both ways. You, he's giving no, you a but link I don't here, want man. you to watch it because I ask you to watch it. You have to have a general interest in some shit like that. Well, no, I don't I, watch the fucking whatever Lord of the Rings shit y'all watch. Yeah, because it's what something, are you guys watching? It's not what is something that called? That, I watch a lot of things. Lord of the Rings. What is it called? You know, I've watched Lord about. of the Rings. I've the watched one Star that Wars. Just got canceled. There, it's over. That based on those books, which you know. Oh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I don't watch none of them things. They didn't get canceled. The series. Well, is the done. series is those. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know if canceled. With same shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like so I, I rather have no credibility, Jamali. 
I don't care about credibility. What do you think that that story gave me credibility? No, but I said no credibility in general. If if you're saying stuff and no one cares or no one yeah. believes what you're saying, what you're saying, talking nonsense. You can't be irritated Cancel. that we <laughs> don't want to watch something that you care about, but then not care about something that we care about. It's a weird. I, I think to be I know, but I think there's in. a healthy dialogue to have as three black males in this type of. Uh, Time for us to have a conversation. I don't think that's unhealthy. No, I'm not, it's good. I'm not gonna have a conversation and you know about what? dragons to, and shit. To that argument, I agree with you, and I say to the amount of things that we have spoken about that have been extremely traumatic, that have been whether in the moment or things of the past that we have brought to the forefront. These conversations and this one that you want to have, we have had many times. It's not that I want to have. I'm just saying, and it's healthy. Uh, no, I'm just saying you you made reference. The art, the point why I, br- I said that is for what you said about this Dave Chappelle special. Yeah, I didn't get to watch it. I'm like, yo, let me check it out first. We could all have a conversation about it. And your check thing was like, oh, another week, bro. It just came out like two days ago, and everyone's seen it. <laughs> Except for everyone me. who has time. <laughs> I don't have time to just sit down and watch a Dave Chappelle special. So then, how are you gonna watch it for next week? We have a long weekend. Wait, Jamai. <laughs> I just want you to repeat what you said because what you're saying sounds kind of weird. Just for you. You don't have time to see something new, but you have time to see something that's already happened 10 years ago. And was a miniseries and was longer than an hour. What? I'm saying the Central Park Five happened years ago and everyone knows the outcome of it. So you're going to want to talk about that again, but not something new. I understand what you mean by it's a good dialogue to have. But we already know what happened. Like, same thing with that oil rig movie that happened. We all know a bunch of people died. Some live. Something with Sully. We know the plane landed on the freaking Hudson River. We all know that shit. We don't need to go see it again in the movies. That's what I mean. I'm Tom. I'm Will. And we're the hosts of Blasting Off Again, a new Pokemon podcast brought to you by the Upford Network. We've decided to take on the task of watching through every episode of Pokemon, providing live commentary and in-depth analysis of everyone's favorite 90s dogfighting cartoon. We're tackling the hard-hitting issues. Is Brock racist? Was coughing the first ever suicide bomber? What are the environmental implications of using Pikachu to power a building? Will Misty ever get her pipe back? Find out the answer to all these questions and more on Blasting Off Again. Available on the Upford Network, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. We're, We're blasting, blasting off again. Ding. Hi, I'm Candace Pye, and I'm the host of Gal Chat, a weekly podcast where we give you our feminist takes on everything from sex and dating to politics and pop culture. It's a show that updates you on controversial headlines, dives into the latest movies and TV, and discusses things like Tinder troubles and Me Too struggles. I put out a new show every Tuesday with special guests, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on social media at Gal Chat Pod. I, mean, I can't argue thinking. that. Y'all That's read comic books and watch movies about it when you already know what happens. What's your point? Well, the movies are actually drastically different than the comic books. Yeah, whatever, bro. It's the same <laughs> shit. Y'all read the books. Y'all talk about it. Then the, they come out with a movie. And then y'all are the first people in line. <laughs> no, Jamal. No. That's, no, that, no, that's no. What, that's why we look at it to know what's going on. But the difference with the comic books and this miniseries is... I'm not re-experiencing a traumatic situation that I know going into I am going to be bothered by. Whatever. Uh, that's not me. I just don't like seeing shit I know happened already. That's all. Right. So you should stop going to like see it's, all it's those It's literally the same reason I don't watch Slate And movies. all those Star Wars joints. I don't remember. I don't remember. I love Star Wars. I remember seeing X-Men in Civil War in the comic books. I don't see them in the movies now. It, it would have been nice if they were there, okay, too. There go, what? So it would have been nice if they were there, too. Yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> all right. Yeah. 
Let's go to you want to talk sports, Roy? I let you. I let you start off with the Lakers. I don't know about the Lakers. Is your team, fam? Who's on your, Who's on the team, dude? You're the one who mentioned them. No, I, I asked you particularly because I know how your feelings towards Dwight Howard. How do you Good feel for him. about He's him, him get with a the check. Lakers? Good for him. <laughs> like, you that, think like the mere mention of his name sends me into a tailspin? Yes, like. it does. I, you, 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 I saw that. <laughs> you look so. You're like, yeah, whatever. No, no you, Jason, you, you know you hate Dwight Howard. Oh, I've openly said I don't like Dwight Howard, but him getting a no, job you, with the Lakers you, means you little said, to you me. I said that you would slap him in his face if you ever see him. Yeah. <laughs> you won't slap nothing. You can't even slap a backboard I've said on straight up, I will slap him and take my beating. Like He would probably beat you well. You probably enjoy it too. You. <laughs> Pause. See, why do you always go there? Because Isn't he part of that? You have something on your mind. No, no, not at all. Pause. Nothing of that on my mind. Oh, you always bring it up. No, but whenever you, we talk about Dwight, you always bring it up because it bothers you. <laughs> it's not bothering me. Yes, it does. You're like, oh, we're man. talking about the fact that as of October 21st, he's going to be on a contract where he makes 14.4 or 14.5 thousand dollars a day. So, I mean, good for him. Laker fans here. I'm not a Laker fan. It. I'm a LeBron fan. Which, Get it straight. Indirectly makes you a Laker fan. No, I support any team. Wanting the success of LeBron right now means wanting the success of the Lakers. Yes, but that'll make me a Lakers fan. Just how it works. Doesn't make me a Lakers fan. So what happens when LeBron retires? You're gonna just stop watching basketball altogether? Hey, a lot of people did when Jordan did retire. What are you talking about? I know a lot of people who stopped watching ball after Michael Jordan. They weren't basketball fans. That's not basketball fans though. Point is, Dwight Howard. What do you guys think? Like, I think I think it's a good move. I think especially with Cousins being out. I think they need somebody at that position. I think it's a strategic move to have him on this day-to-day type of contract, uh, just in case something becomes available um, that they could move towards more serious. Um, so why not just put him on the veteran minimum? Again, I think his history with them uh, is probably what's forcing them to, to treat him the way they treated him right now. I think the remember he made a whole stink about wanting to leave and Kobe made him cry and you know all these different shit. So I guess they don't they need him, but they they don't want to make him feel appreciated. So they give him the the. I think their goal is to get like they're they're hoping by at least after All Star Weekend that you know there was you know somebody would um, trade. They'll be able to trade to get somebody else. Trade but what? Not trade. They'll Who's going to trade for somebody. Dwight Howard? Bro, they'll be able to pick up somebody. You don't know who become free on that, that during that period of time. Well, I just, don't know. Let's just call it. They're trying to keep as much cap space for the opportunity to just say your day-to-day contract's over. We, we got this coming in and that's it. Because you're not going to trade a guy who's on a literal day-to-day contract. Well, I mean, not, not necessarily trade him to a team. But replace him with somebody else. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Not like chances are there's nobody that they're gonna be able to replace him with though. Oh, I'm sure there are. Like who? Is Noel's contract almost up? I mean he's, Noel? He's better than Dwight. No, fuck that shit. Not in the Lakers. Well, you, are you have you to swear. Me? At least say walking walk Noah or something, you know? Like <laughs> But yeah, they had Noah trying to They worked him the out. Yeah. But him and LeBron don't get along. But, I mean, look, look at the selections that they, they had to work out. I know. Martian, Gortat, Joakim, no one, a whole bunch of shit. I mean, it's just slim pickings. I mean, who else is on the market right now? That's no what one. I mean. Nobody. So the chances wait. of them finding anything else, I 
I doubt it, man. You can wait if you're the Lakers. You don't really need... Look, you don't the really most likely thing that's going to happen, they're going to ride the wave for him up until All-Star, then probably just put him on a contract for the rest of the season. Uh, put him on the bench. Let him stay on the bench. They'll give him that like half season veteran minimum, most likely. Let him uh, let him warm on the bench and come up with the second the second unit. Which to me, I just think, just sign him out right, call it a day. Yeah, give him the veteran minimum, but I mean they would save more money paying him the way they're paying him. I right would now. rather pay Carmelo Anthony than give Dwight Howard a contract, <laughs> a guaranteed contract like that. No, you know way. it's funny. Over the weekend, I was watching the Big Three, and it occurred to me Melo's not playing. Melo should be in the Big Three. But does does that <laughs> void your availability to no. be in the NBA? No, no you, you can, can if if you're in the big three, you can end up back in the they NBA. They have a but deal with the NBA. Majority too. of the players that are in the big three are people who retired from the NBA or, right, that's what I'm or left because of like injury things of that nature. Right. Because you even had uh, Amari Stoudemire saying he wanted to try and make a comeback, and was like, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> but he plays in the big three, right? Yeah, he's in the big three. I think Carmelo should join the big three. I'm nah. playing with who? Like, well, that, next season, obviously, like. Well, I mean, next season we'll be retired for sure, but because this season it's uh, pretty much over, no? Yeah, like they're in the playoffs now. I, I'm, I'm not sure if it's the Is finals playing? or semifinals. Iverson's or... playing in that big three league. Nah, no, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I know you played last year. I don't think Iverson played. Yeah, at all. I don't think he he's ever been in the big three. No, I don't, Iverson's never been. He might have been to games, but I don't think he's on a team in the big three. Maybe he's an investor, if anything. No, um, Carmelo, Carmelo's not going to go into the big three because he's still... Carmelo could still play in the NBA. That's not the problem. They just want to get Carmelo out of the NBA because he's too much iso ball and everything like that. Yeah. And um, it sucks for him, but his game should have changed a long time ago because he could still play. He could That's shoot. the thing. His game would be perfect for the big three. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you know Carmelo's about his money. So <laughs> why would Carmelo go to the big three? Look, it's not like there's a team right now paying him money. He got paid out a full contract when he left. Um, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, he got paid out. Yeah, so he doesn't, for him. He, so make some extra it, cash in the big three, man. Like, what, what, plus what him cash? going there, his jersey's going to sell in the big Ice three. Cube, like, Ice Cube ain't have that money to pay Carmelo. Dude, it's not even like, like, it's not even a matter of that. It's just more a matter of just go to that league and, and play ball. Like, uh, fuck it. Why not? Work. You get no. to play with pretty much the guys that are part of, like, your draft class and everything. So it'll feel like home, you know? <laughs> Who's draft class? Dwayne Wade? Dwayne Wade, LeBron. <laughs> no, well, it's only Dwayne you know, Wade. It'll bro. be all his era guys there. You know, like his No, era. the only people that's from his draft class that It'll uh, be his era. More, not so much the draft class, but his era. Well, people used to stuff. Nah, it came around the work. same time, you know. Yeah, Iverson played for the big three. What team Which did he team was he on? Um I forgot, let me t- I'll tell you. I hope you're sure. I don't think he played for the big three. Iverson played for the big three. <laughs> Hope it voids. I hope it voids. Three's company. Ah. Michael Cooper was had, the coach. Was for that, that the first season that they had it? Or no, that was last year, 2017, okay. two years ago. Yeah. And they're not making money? Who's not making money? Big, Big Three's three. making money. Big Three's making money. I saw empty stadiums when I was seeing some games. No, no, no man. Like, they, they are filling out arenas, man. Well, like, I, they like, have I a TV I deal. Them, yeah. Like, I'm not saying I don't, want, I, don't want, I don't want them to, like, fail. I want them to. No, but I'm just saying because, like, I've succeed. been. This season they I've have been a TV watching, deal. like they, the enough. arenas get packed, like yeah. they they sell out. Or at the know. very least, they get like as close to maximum. I capacity. think Carmelo needs to go back to the Drew League, show what he can do, play like he's playing and one. The G League, no, the Drew League, not the G League. Just show I, out. Just I wish, show out. If, no. if I was Carmelo, I would literally go where I I'm appreciated. I'll go play in Asia because like 
Jack Lance Stevenson just got a four million dollar deal. Jeremy Lin is going. Yeah, I'll go play in Asia. Why would I be wasting my time? The NBA is dogging you out. Go somewhere where you're appreciated. <laughs> Stefan Marbury did that. He got paid. Dude, he's a China legend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got paid. Iverson played over there a couple of years too. Like legit. Got paid. Like I, I think the idea that like he's so hell bent on being back in the NBA, and it's just to me is just stupid. Like, yo, they don't want you. Go put your talent elsewhere where it's going to be appreciated. That's true. I guess you can go back to that. You can go to China. But um, I, I don't know. I think Carmelo is more of the type of, um, bro, there's, I want competition. I want bro, that competition bro, that I can there's, face. There is, there is only a selected few players in the NBA right now. And I would say maybe 25 players, at most 30, that are better than Carmelo. And I think in the NBA, in his particular position, he's still top 10. You can't argue that. His position, top 10. Argue that. Whoa. So what? Small forward, power forward? Yeah. That can shoot. That okay. can back you down. <laughs> small forward in the NBA. Let's try to count this down. Blake Griffin is better than Carmelo Anthony. No way. Yes, yes. he is. No, <laughs> yes, he's he not. Is. Yes, he is. I'm a sorry. better shooter than Carmelo? He's a better, a better overall wing? player. He's a better overall, a better player, overall player than Carmelo. Player, yeah. Oh, Kevin Paul Durant. Jo- Kevin Durant. Paul George. Paul George. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Uh, who else? Uh... LeBron. LeBron. That's five already. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm laugh. I'm winning. Um, I'm just trying to think of like I all would the say Anthony in. Davis, but I'm not sure. He's a center. He, no, he doesn't play center. No, he's power forward. He's power forward. So Anthony Davis. So that's six. <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, uh, Clay Am- Thompson. No, Clay Thompson's a guard. Yeah, he's a guard. Uh, yeah. Anticopo? Um, Is he uh Anticopo, yes, yes. He's a center. He's not, he doesn't play center. He plays power forward. Yeah. He's a center, bro. Just because he's, he's tall doesn't make him a center, dog. He's a power forward. Who else? What other teams um, can we name here? <laughs> I got to go through all the teams. Al Horford. Al Horford is Barry Carmelo, unfortunately. Yeah. He's a power forward setter. Al Horford, for sure. Uh, uh, who else? Oh, the guy from... Uh, 76ers, Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah. Ben Simmons. That's the nine people <laughs> I have there. The guy from Portland. What's his name? From Portland. Oh, Middleton from... Uh, Chris Middleton? Milwaukee. So Middleton and uh, Giannis play the same position. No. Middleton's a small forward, but like... Carmel plays small forward, power forward. So uh, that's 10. Else? That's already 10 people there. <laughs> There's more. <laughs> There's not, more. He's not. Is it Milchich or? Uh, Darko Milchich? Yeah. Is he a, or Darko is he a center? Not Darko no, Milchich. No, Meritich. Meritich. That's the name Meritich. I'm thinking Meritich. of. That's Meritich. Denver. Yeah. Um, who else? <laughs> Chris Stapps? No, Chris Stapps and him don't play the same, same position. Chris Stapps don't play the same. I'm not sure. Porzingis? Porzingis yeah. is power forward. Porzingis is power forward? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he's not better than Carmelo. Of course he is better Christoph than Carmelo. is better than Look, Carmelo. He's just not healthy. <laughs> Bro, get the fu- You guys are talking shit. That's the whole point. Why do you think they got rid of Carmelo in the first place in the Knicks? Because of because of Porzingis. Kuzma? <laughs> no, I wouldn't I wouldn't say Kuzma is there yet. You guys are crazy. I like I like Kuzma, but he's not there yet. You like guys Kuzma, are crazy. Brandon Ingram? <laughs> Brandon Ingram? No. Power forward, center? No, no, not better than Carmelo. You guys are crazy. Yo, I'm just telling you. That's what but it is. But you want to tell me? You want to tell me Carmelo has no value to an NBA team? I'm, I'm not I've saying never that. said that. I'm not saying that. I'm I have never said that in my life, ever. So what's your point? You asked ten people. <laughs> <Give me> more <laughs> than ten. <though. laughs> you asked the question. Listen, I think Carmelo should be in the NBA, but he needs to like go on a. T- you can't be on a, a title contender because because he would have been on a team already. 
He would have been on a, a title Bro, contender team already. It's funny how you guys want to tell somebody what they should do about their career. The whole point is he value he should value himself. I'm not going to tell him to undervalue his what he brings to a team because no as much as you guys are saying what you guys are saying it's not like he doesn't have value to add to a team. And yes, you, who you you guys name I mean, I don't see Paul George doing way more than what Carmelo did in his career. Paul George was an MVP candidate last year. He was second. Melo was also a candidate at some point in his career. He was never. He was You're never. W- Melo was, was never. Co- bro, never. you crazy. Never. You crazy. I mean, we can look it up when, like, the most MVP votes he's ever gotten. I'm sure he's gotten MVP votes. Yeah, he's for sure gotten MVP votes, but I don't yeah. know if he was ever, like, top dog. Neither was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paul George. He was just mentioned. He was never. He was. Dude, he was second what? in All Star voting. Yeah, this he year. was second last year. He was second All Star voting. In All Star voting. All-Star, um, no, MVP, in, uh, voting. MVP. MVP. He wasn't voting. second. He was second yeah, he was. or third, man. He was yeah. third. He wasn't second. Because who who won it last year? Harden, right? Harden. Harden won MVP? it. And it was Westbrook was second. Wait, was it Harden? No. What am I saying? It was, it was uh, Giannis. Giannis, Giannis and Nicole. Yeah. I think Harden was Harden second. Harden was second. Paul George. Okay, then it was Paul. Then it was Paul George. But I think top three. But the whole point, I'm, I'm sure Melo's been top three as well. I don't I'm not know. saying he hasn't. I'm just. That I have to check. I would definitely take Paul George over uh, Carmelo's. And today. Today. Oh, for sure. You would. He's a younger player. I'm not saying Dude, he Even is. when he was in Indiana. No, he was good in Indiana. I'm not yeah, saying he's some, a terrible mean. player. But I'm just saying you're, you're comparing age-wise. I think Carmelo would be a good fit in a lot of teams. Look, I, I do believe. He would be a great fit in teams. The problem is a lot of teams look at him as we want a guy who's going to come in, fit the system, be a spot shooter, you know, get the rebounds type of thing. Whereas Camelo's a guy who is a ball demander, run it through me. I want to be the guy. Play no defense whatsoever. And like, that's not what teams want. Like like you said, he should not be somebody who undervalues himself. That's perfectly fine. If you think that's your value, let that be how you represent yourself. Teams don't want that. Well, that's good. Uh, like I said, if I was him, I wouldn't let nobody dog me out. I'll straight go to China, bro. You're, but Jamal, you're right on that point. Where he, if he goes to China, he'd be probably making um, close to like LeBron contract money because they can pay him that. He would but, just get paid. Like, there's no point of like. I think the idea, like the way the way I see sports team, especially like major like in the North America area. It's like they just use you for whatever you, they want you. And when they don't want you, they throw you to the side. They blackball you. They say all sorts of shit. Well, yeah. Bro, take your talents elsewhere, bro. Straight up. Like, it is what it is. Well, like, With that in mind, we should talk about Andrew Luck deciding to take his career in his own hands and retiring. Of oh, course. Yeah. And you know what? Do what you got to do, big buddy. Well, You've yeah. taken enough beatings on that field. You've tried to force your way back enough way too many times. Yeah. If you feel like this is the right thing to do, I am all fucking for it. I don't see nothing wrong with him leaving, and I think I think it takes a lot to walk away from a sport you love, obviously. But you know, sometimes you got to be smart. You know what I mean, and make the right decision. You can't push yourself beyond yeah. a point where something could go wrong, and then there is no way to go back. So, and to the people that you know, like you had a bunch of you know fantasy owners and and the few reporters who were basically getting on his case for waiting this long into the off season, coming into the new season to announce that he was going to retire. There's a reason for that though. And I'll get into it. And after. I, I look at it like 
you ha- he had the offseason to really assess his body, assess his mentality, and see if he was prepared to take whatever percentage of health he had going into this season to actually play a full season and dedicate it to 100% of what he knows he needs to do. And if going through this whole offseason, he got to this point where he realized, you know what, like the rehabbing, the practicing, everything, it's like it's not to where I need it to be. These people need to stop looking at it as he waited to this moment and waited to the last minute to do it. No, he went through all of this, and it was at that moment he realized, I can't do this. And if that's the case, they'll tell it in every single locker room, if you're not here mentally, don't go out there because you're only putting yourself at risk, and other mm-hmm. times you're going to be putting everybody else at risk. So for him to walk away, and, and especially knowing this is a guy who's dedicated his life to this sport, he's done more than the 10,000 hours to perfect it and, and show that this is something that he could do at the professional level, which, what, less than 3% of the people who actually try to make this attempt into this sport actually make it. And of those 3%, how many of them actually make it beyond, like, four like seasons of actually playing it? You know, like, for him to do what he did, fight the way he fought, and go out the way he has decided to go out, I tip my hat to him. I nothing but respect for him. I hope he gets to live the rest of his healthy life with his wife, with children, and just enjoy himself, man. My thing with Andrew Luck is, like, I wish him all the best and everything like that. I can give him a certain amount of pass, but not too much of a pass, because he said during the offseason that he was going to be ready. And the thing is, it's that it was the way it was done as well, too. How are you on the sidelines with the team and you're you saying you're retiring and everyone is just learning this while the game is going on I'm like well you retired and everything like somebody that. leaked it man but, uh, huh someone leaked that but i mean i but, hate when listen, how, how you can you can't tell a man but, that there's a way to do something listen to my listen and the, the thing is we've you have had to this conversation before yeah but what you have to understand is you you it's i understand it's his career and his life and like i said i have no problem with him retiring but you also have to think and this is apart from, I'm not blaming Andrew Luck. I'm thinking about the other people that's around him. So, for example, you have T.Y. Hilton, who's been there for eight years, and other players around that team. For them, this was like, oh, this is the year. We have everything that we need now on this team to make that run. And this is, this is the year that, you know, we can potentially have a payday to make that money that we're coming through. And now... It's like, ooh, Andrew Luck is gone. It's like, what's going to happen now? We don't know. Then it's kind of leaving them in the wind of what's going to happen. Because now you have Jacoby Brissett, who's going to come in and do the best that he can. There's no expectation for him. I don't, I don't have much expectation for him. I hope he does well. But who knows what's going to happen. But that's and, not Andrew's luck problem. Huh? That's well, not even, his but problem. Even it's not before his problem. That it's not his problem, but, they made, but he made it their problem. Well, no, no, no. And I, I can't even say that because no. there were reports that came out and... and Speaking to the fact that during a game, it comes out, tweeted from Adam Schefter, that Andrew Luck is retiring and he's literally on the field. That's something that comes out from the camp. And understand, there were things that came out after like the retirement was announced. He had his press conference that people in the camp, Jimmer say, the they general knew. manager, they knew for months that he was of a mind that if he doesn't get to a point where he feels comfortable with his health that he was going to to walk away. So it wasn't something that just came out of a whim. 
No, they didn't and know for they they knew like maybe like a week or so because that's when no, no they, no, they, they said strip. They knew for months. No, he got injured. The the reason thing, and he even said Andrew Luck said he can't deal with the pain. He got injured the last time we saw him. He got injured by his leg. They say it's a sprained ankle and they say it's a sprained calf. We no one knows what it is. I'm pretty sure he broke his leg. That's why he can't play anymore and doesn't want to go through rehab no, anymore. And, I'm pretty and sure. And even that's if that's is. the case, just specifically looking at the way this announcement came out, the the first person to make this announcement. And what the camp knew and what they said they knew, especially after the the conference happened, it's something that you it's undeniable that there was conversations about this, at least from Andrew Luck to the front office, that this may be the possibility if his health isn't there. So the fact that it happens during the game and it comes out from Adam Schefter during that game. He's on the sideline. He must have had that conversation with Jim or say either the day before or the day of that. You know what? That's going to be it. And he's going to make his announcement. The fact that Adam Schefter basically makes that announcement before he's able to. It's like who in the camp put it out there. That's a front office basically saying, you know what? It's going to happen. Here's the information. Let the people know. I'm just saying for Andrew Luck, like I said, I, I'm not like blaming anything on him. I'm just looking at the standpoint of there's other players on the team. Yeah. Now they're gonna have to. Now they're gonna have to rely on Jacoby Brissett, who and you know what? His fault. Next man up. Because <laughs> look, the, and I I say it that way because the amount of love and support Andrew Luck is getting from his teammates, and look, it could all be like you know the whole media thing, like make it look good for the media, but behind closed doors they're pissed off, whatever. But this is a guy who we have seen throughout the years literally push himself, you know, play with a lacerated kidney, broken ribs. You know, he's had the shoulder injury. Like, the amount of injuries this guy has had that he, we've seen him play through, you can't question this guy's well, no, heart. You can't I question his dedication. I don't question anything. And if any, if any blame you want to put on it, you have to put it on Ryan Grigson, the, the old GM of the Colts who was there before because – he only drafted his whole time during when he was there. He only drafted like three old linemen for yeah. him, and they were all trash, all three of them. So that's it's. It, if anything, it's the GM and the owner who's at fault for that part. The only thing I would say is, if you were going to retire, you should have done it. And you were thinking about this for months. The moment you start thinking about retirement, that's when you should have retired. You can't say no, that. I can't say I can't, that at all. I, I can't say that. No, you can't. Like, how many times did Brett Favre decide when he was in Green Bay he was going to retire, going to retire? Michael Jordan. Doesn't retire, goes, plays for yeah, the Jets, Michael does Jordan well for the Jets, the goes to Minnesota, plays well in Minnesota. I mean, like. Yeah, but Michael Jordan didn't wait one or two weeks before the season started to say, I'm retiring. Neither did Brett Favre. But Brett the Favre point is, is when, when you I'm, can't not, I'm not going to tell a guy when he should make that decision. It's more a matter of. He made the decision when he felt it was right to make that decision. Yeah. Like, at that point, that's what it is. I don't know, man. It's, it's just like we had that discussion in school when I was saying, you can't retire, like, right in the middle of the game. You're making an announcement, and the game's still going on. You were playing, like, a few minutes earlier and saying, that's, that's not leaving people hanging, but you, there's people that depend on you, too. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that T.Y. Hilton is, like, helpless without Andrew Luck, but... For T.Y. Hilton to get probably paid in the future, yeah. he's probably and you know what? Probably You're absolutely Andrew right. Luck. There are people that are dependent on him, like his family, like their go. children, there you like go. the loved ones that don't want to see you go out there and end up like a vegetable because you you just want to finish this game, but you're half fascinated and you take a bad hit or you go for a bad tackle, and now you're you're shaziered out there. Uh -huh. I'd rather you if you know right in that moment you are done. 
Do not step foot back on that field. And but this goes with the other question I was saying again. It's like, okay, you retire, give back the money that you're owed to the team. You're owed the, to the team, team doesn't want the money back. If the team doesn't want yeah. the money back, it's fine. You know, I have no problem I'm, with that. I've I have never no problem argued with that. that. If you're gonna walk no away, no, 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 no. From there's that di- point, no, no. there's no more money going to you. No, no, no. But there's a difference. You're making it seem like he's arguing to keep the money. No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying. And to me personally, I'm saying if you're going to leave. Uh huh. Give back any money that you're paid because that's an ex- that's that's an investment into you. And if you're not there if for the that team investment, doesn't require, if and the if team, the team doesn't want back the money, it's okay. That's fine. I but that's that. the thing with the Colts. Yeah. The Colts want whatever to keep is your guaranteed is your guaranteed. But the, the you Colts hold are, on to that. Whatever else is after that, the, there's you reports let it go. where the Colts said that they'll let him keep the twenty four million. Yeah. They've already said straight up he then can have it. Then let him keep it. Then let and him I mean, keep the money then. They should because the dude's whole body has been pretty much wrapped up. Yeah, how much money did they make <laughs> off him? Like literally that $24 million or what? and even with the incentives and everything is nothing compared to the amount of money Andrew Luck's jersey and his name being a part of that franchise has made them. And Not will make them because I'm sure his jersey is still going to be selling. Of course. Well, his jersey? Yeah, for sure. I don't think if you're out of the NF, um, if you're out of the NFL, your jersey can whatever jersey they have already sell. produced, oh, they they're going to sell it. Yeah, that can that can sell, but I don't think anything can be produced that's new or anything like. that. I'm sure they yeah. can be, unless the, it's like a throwback or some shit like the, that. The point in cases, I don't think any of us have the right to tell anybody when they should make a decision for the betterment of their life, whether it came on the sideline, halfway through the game, it doesn't matter. He's allowed to call, blow the whistle on it, yeah. period. And oh, he doesn't owe anybody anything but his loved ones. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you decided right now to walk out of the podcast, people might be like, yeah, he's wrong. But but no, essentially, you choose when yeah. it's your time to walk away. But I would take, but I would not do it like in the middle Yeah, of you would not do it. That'll because make it, that'll make it the right way. It's your way. Because yeah, like if mentally also, you're not there, then I mean like also, I can't force you to do something that mentally you just don't want to do anymore. But there's also a responsibility in the things you do. If you're assigned a task to do it, you're not going to quit in the middle of doing it. If you don't feel... Uh, if you yes, don't, if I can't if, perform where adequately or to the level I believe I should be doing it, I will walk away. And if it takes for me to actually step my foot on... Put like start doing whatever I was required to do, and I realized like I'm not performing accurately or to the level I think, or it's necessary for me to do. I will. There, I think it's pathetic to think that he's his mind is probably troubling him on the sideline. He's you know going back and forth within his head, and to go take snaps, bro, and then for just him to just lose track of whatever he's doing and take a massive hit. Never that. All right. So like again, like I said before, don't be there. If he's, you if can't he, say if that. You have, if you are not in your gear, you already decide you're going to retire. Why are you on the sidelines? Maybe if he you, was asked to be down there. Like, yeah. Like the thought of the team maybe possibly knowing already that he was going to retire. Yeah. And them saying, you know what, just come out on sideline one last game with yeah. us. You know, it's still preseason. So and no it's not even deal. announced yet. Yeah. There's no announcement until Adam Schefter tweets it. it out. Nobody knows a thing. So it's like if he's out there. Supporting the people that he's played all these years, years with, with, getting one last moment of like I'm walking away from this. Let for me the just fans, enjoy whatever this. the case may be. Have that, yeah. There's know, no harm in him literally just enjoying that last moment he's going to have on a football field with the brothers that he's even if he wants to be there for the years. next 16 weeks, bro, and just sit there. He could, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think, like, at the end of the day, we act like these guys are not humans and. 
they're just like some kind of robot. You know what? I would have no problem if he was there and he was like telling like Jacoby Brissett, okay, this is what you need to do. Like he's a consultant on the team. He's there to help out if anything like yeah, that. Yeah, you and, would like that. Who's to say that capacity, he won't be? Yeah. In an official you know, capacity. But like the thing is, there's a lot of speculation about this, but who is to say he won't be involved with the team in a mentorship type of capacity? Like right. there's nothing a QB at the coach moment to or say something that. of that nature. You know, like we can make these speculation of what we would want him to do this, that, but if you know it's time for you to walk away, walk away. Yeah. It's that simple. Like said, Especially I, in this type of sport no, where we've seen too many people have the game take them out. Yeah. If you know this is my time to walk away, Do because it. me being out there, I know I'm going to be looking over my shoulder. I'm not going to be committed to this the way I need to be, right. which will put others in danger. You got to walk away. Hey, I'm just saying, I have no problem with him retiring. I said, if you want to retire, retire. It's just that the optics of it looking, because I'm, I'm taking into consideration what's around him. I, it's like I said, I don't mind if you retired. Do what you want. It's your life. You can do anything you want with your yeah, life. Yeah, and he could. He could definitely go to the sideline and but, then choose to retire but, halfway but through the then, game. But then you have to realize the other stuff around you, dog. It's like, you know, people people work their ass off just to So you want to tell me the fact that he was on the sideline made a difference that he the announcement came after or before it made a difference? If, if I It's knew, the same condition they're going to be in. If I knew I didn't want to do the podcast and I showed up here and I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to do it anymore. And I had st- I had actual stuff to do to set up and all that stuff. I would not come here. I would either tell you, all right, this is what you do. I'm not coming here. But that's you. But then you, there's but no, I don't even think it's a level comparison because yeah. it's like depending. it's to say that, you know, you're saying how the people around are working hard. Yeah, Andrew Luck was working hard too. Yeah. You know, and, and like I said, it's not like this is something that for us it came on a whim. For us it was a shock. But to that organization and guaranteed to that team, it was something that was known no, for, for sure. some time. They made and clear they even said in- there was conversations that, that were months. having for months back and forth about the condition of his health and him being able to play. Like and I don't it, just think it's a health thing, too. I think mentally, football's a mental sport more than most like, people like Mental to goes into health as well. Like, I mean, yes. But when I think when you hear you say health, they think more so the physical portion because of his injuries. Yeah. But I think mentally is a massive... Your mental mindset when you're playing a game like football is so critical because not only could you get hurt, you could hurt somebody if you're not mentally there. And look, he said it himself where... He had already went through a situation where he forcibly went through the rehabs, tried to get back out there, pushed himself way too far to the point where him being out there, him being healthy, every hit he was taking, everything that he was going through was just too much for him to take until the next offseason came where essentially he felt like he was sidelined again. And I mean, and he said he will not go through that again. And if he got to this point where he's like, I'm on the sidelines. I'm trying to force it. And I know it's literally going to be a repeat of something that was one of the lowest points in his career. And he's not going to do it again. So be it. Let me ask you this. What happens if, if we see Andrew Luck come back like in a season or two? That's okay. Why, Why not? Why is that okay? Well, because I mean, dude, what? Gronk is talking about coming, coming back. You can't <laughs> tell somebody they're like, let's say he takes two years. Oh, he, yeah, but, but Gronk, like I said, Gronk didn't, didn't say he was retiring during the season. Oh, the well, like, bro, like, you can't make that much of an emphasis. Look, if he decides, you know, he actually goes away for a year or two, he's perfectly healthy, and he knocks on the Colts' door and says, I want to come back. Wait, I'm going to tell him no. Jordan, I doubt they're going to tell him no. Didn't Michael Jordan came back halfway through a season? Michael Jordan's the best player Like, in let the basketball. Colts organization Andrew decide what they're going to the do at that point. I know what you're talking about. Bro, so wait. No, but... The, oh, so wait. You, so certain people have certain privilege. 
that's how it's always been. That's how it's always been. No, but I think if football and basketball, it's always look, if been. we're no, but if we're looking at it in the sense of he that's decides crazy. to walk away, and in two years he feels like he wants to come back. If the NFL wants to accept him back, which chances are they will, because considering his age, he could still go in there and put in a couple more years. I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts said, "Yeah, come back. Let's work you out. Let's see if you're good to go." Like, for sure, he's gonna go through. He's gonna undergo physicals I'm, for sure. Why would I be mad at that? But that goes to the point of saying that what happened. What happens if, like, the next year, Ty Hilton has an off year? He's traded, or for whatever, he gets released because Andrew Luck's not there. Andrew Luck comes back up. Oh, I get to come back, have my old contract, do whatever I am. Look, what happens when he's not there is no longer his concern. I'm not concern. saying it's his concern, but it's because you had the opportunity to play there. Like I said, your people are depending on you. Bro, I'm not saying, like I said, is, like I said people, it's not his fault that he wants to retire. Let him do what he wants. Just be in mind that there's other people around you as well, and they depend on you, on your abilities. But you think he didn't bad. think about the people around him when he made this decision? I'm sure he did. And like I said, he Bro, can do whatever like first he and wants. foremost, you're telling me that he should think of his teammates. That's not what oh, I said. Well, I, you said no. Who? You're saying he should think about the people around him, and you're specifically naming teammates um, because those are but the people at that what play with point him. should he think about the, the, himself? The, the, and exactly. that's what. And that's why I said, like, you, I think. But it can't be both ways. Can, can, like bro. your argument can be, I'm not mad at him for retiring. He's got to do what's best for him. But then be like, but he should have considered. Like, yeah, you. I never doing said, this is you, literally you, him you, considering the people around him because he knows he can't go out there and perform to the. I never said he should consider. He should consider. I said. You should know that there's other people that are depending on you. I'm not saying that it's your fault that, that you're, they're not making their money. I didn't say that at all. I'm just saying because of your abilities, these people depend on you for certain things. So do what you want with your life. Just know there's other people that depend on you. I didn't say that you should worry about these other people. But, okay, but what no, you're saying, it, so let me understand you clearly because either way, however you flip this coin, what you're saying is nonsensical in my opinion. And I, I would stand corrected if you could, if you could explain it differently. So you're saying because he's the quarterback, he distributes the ball. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people that you're naming, these teammates of his, require his passing ability for them to get their, whether they're rushing yards, their, their catches increased because they're in a contract year so they could go for the big bucks. Correct. And therefore, he should be mindful of these people's next step, right? I'm not saying he should be. Listen, what I'm saying. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But before you let him go, no, let him explain. Let him explain. Go it's ahead. It's not that he should be mindful. I understand he made the decision to retire. So what should he be? Uh, but what? these people now, and this is this is the whole point I want to make. If he decides to come back, how should they see him? How should his teammates see him when he comes back? Back to the same Colts team, have the same opportunities that that he had, and because let's, I'm using Ty Ty Hilton as an example. What happens if T.Y. Hilton gets let go during the season or gets waived at the end of the season because of productivity? Okay. So, but, but even with that, like, you're talking about productivity. If he stays, and like, screw this like hypothetical of him coming back, how they should feel, because I can't tell you how any individual should feel about him coming back when, with their relationship with him, because I don't know the relationship with him. But if he were to stay, if he were to tough it out and try to play for these guys whether they're in contract years or whatever and he can't actually get them the ball he can't actually read the defense as well because he knows physically he's going to be thinking about that more so than what's happening in front of him he's not reading plays properly he's making mistakes he's miscalculating routes guess what happens to their contract season it's better for him knowing that he is not able to perform at the capacity that they need to walk away there's nothing 
nothing that can compel me to make this understanding of, you know, the people that depend on him. They depend on him to go out there at a certain level. If he's not going to go out there at their certain level, he shouldn't be there. That's not simple. Only, not only that, too, Jason. Who, the rushing yards that or the catches or whatever these people are going to get from Andrew Luck doesn't come down to Andrew Luck. It comes down to them. If they're not rushing properly, they're not being able to catch yards after catch. The all these extra blocking shit, properly. They're not blocking properly. They can't read routes. They're running their routes properly. They're, they're jumping the line too early. They're doing so many things. It's outside of Andrew's luck control anyway. Yeah, so, to, no, hold on. To say that, that Jabari, they can't do the same with Jabari, it's retarded. It's ridiculous. Jacoby. To, Jacoby. I don't know why I said Jabari. So you're Jacoby. saying Jacoby Brissett and Tom Brady are the same quarterback? That's no, I'm not saying luck? that, no. but I'm just saying if you're a receiver, same. if you're a receiver, you should be able to catch the ball. Yeah, but if but then any quarterback can pass no, it to any receiver. It's, that's, that's not even saying. the argument that's being made here. It's more a matter of understanding that, yeah, Jacoby Brissett, he's the next guy up. He's going to be their quarterback. But to think that Andrew Luck should have to consider forcibly put himself out there and be considerate of them, knowing that he's putting himself in danger. Yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah. You know why I say that? Because the reason I say I say why you should have said this at the beginning of the season, give your other teammates some options. Which is the beginning of the season? It's now. No, at the beginning of the pre, like he but waited look, till like one se- one Jacoby week. Jacoby Brissett's been getting more number more in, in, in training than Andrew Luck has been getting because Andrew Luck's hurt. Exactly. So him leaving, guess what? Jacoby Brissett's been the one practicing with the first team more yeah. than All Andrew right, Luck. But they still had the ex- expectation. So now that it's, it's not even a matter of they just not two weeks for ago. This. They just, are just two weeks ago. The Colts said that we were expecting Andrew Luck to start. Yeah, they and they could have said that a dog was going to be their starter. It doesn't fucking matter because they knew he was not the one that was out there in the practice. They were reporters were out there wondering why if he's going to be ready to go. Why isn't he the one that's in the first team My practicing. thing is, if you're going to make a, like, a big decision like that, especially a, mate, a leader of your team, and you knew this for months, you have to give heads up to people that work. You're acting you. like these guys were not made aware. They probably they were knew. made aware. It's like the you're, same way this is they on the knew assumption. Kevin Durant's injury was a lot more severe than they were making it out to be, and yeah. still let him go out there. Yeah. Like, I'd rather Andrew Luck do what he did. Or even if Kevin Durant had just said, you know, I'm going to sit. Like, as much as I want to get out there, I'm going to sit. Then try to force it. And then what happened to Kevin Durant happens to Andrew Locke. And, and I mean, football is a lot dangerous than, fo- yeah. than basketball. So, look he, what happened to Alex Smith, man. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be mad at a man who's looking at himself, his health, his future, and says, you know There's what? There's more to life for anybody I'm than football. I'm not going to force it. Yeah, he probably, you know what I mean? Like, he could be really, royally screwed, especially some of the hits that these, this guy's been taking. Yeah, man. Not, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. But All I mean, right. to not go through any more circles, I want to give a shout out to Serena Williams for uh, beating Maria Sharapova, one of her biggest fans, uh, <laughs> 19th time in a row. <laughs> I mean, we knew it was going to happen, so whatever. <laughs> Beat her under like and Sharapova. after six one six one straight sets. Yeah, you know what it is. Straight coal. Kids don't do drugs. <laughs> All right, we got a wrap. One more. All right, Missy Elliott finally got her uh, Video Vanguard Award by the MVT uh, Video Music Awards. Good for her. It was an amazing performance. Okay. I was the only thing of that award show I tuned in for. I was basically just like waiting for. I didn't for know there was an award show. Twitter, Twitter. I didn't know either. I literally was just like <laughs> no, watching like shows on Netflix and then. Or actually, no, I was watching, I think, the Yankees game. 
And when people were like announced that, oh, she's about to perform, I tuned in, watched it, she killed it. Of course, it's Missy fucking Elliot. Then went right back to the baseball game. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know it was. No, you watched baseball over that. Bro, I, I over the I, VMAs? I think I was sleeping. I woke up. You damn right, I'm gonna watch baseball over the VMAs, bro. I woke up and I just I saw it on my timeline. I'm not really like I'm, I don't really watch award shows. I just look to see the list of winners and then, unless like I know there's a performance I want to see, then that's nah, about I it. I don't even care about performance anymore. Well, it's not I mean, the same. It's Missy though, she always puts on a good show, man. Uh, but it's not Missy of the old. No, she went out there and killed it, man. I mean, I'm not. I, I'm not saying she didn't. I'm just saying, like, it's not something I didn't know she she's capable of. Yeah, you know, no, I, I loved mean? it, man. It was great. So, cool. Yeah. Yep, we're done. Let's. Wrap. Any final thoughts before we uh, get out of here? Yeah, man. Like, I don't know. I'm not a big uh, person who believes in donating to um, organization, but like we discussed at the top of the show with the uh, Amazon. I mean, seek out whoever you guys are going to donate. Make sure the money's going to the Amazon. If you guys want to donate, go ahead and do so. Uh, we, I don't know. Maybe I might donate this time. I'm, I'm not doing it to the Red Cross or one of them places. You know, I don't trust those guys. They're not going to be driving around in Beamers. No. I'm going to find me a good uh, organization and send some dollars through there. Uh, we need to keep the rainforest. So, yeah. Jason, yeah, no, I have no real final thoughts. Same as all, same as always. Just uh, live your life to the best. It's the best you can do. As for myself, uh, have a great long weekend. You know, uh, party it up and enjoy it responsibly. And uh, tune in next week to us as we uh, do what we do best here on a Tuesday evening. It's been fun having you guys here with us. Thank you so much for tuning in. Share it. Tell your friends. This is the Don't Be Mad podcast. Peace. We out. Love and love.